A recent Marist poll found that 94% of consumers, regardless of background or political party affiliation, support healthcare price transparency. And the issue of price transparency has been a big issue among federal regulators and lawmakers, who have put new rules in place to make getting that data easier. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. It's Monday, January 22nd. Thanks so much for joining us. Hospitals have been required to post their prices in a machine-readable file, or MRF, since 2021. And health insurers have been required to post the same information since 2022. On today's episode, I'm joined by Carol Skeens, Principal Strategist at Turquoise Health. Turquoise is a healthcare data platform and research group that monitors healthcare prices and published data sets. It also aggregates those prices into a consumer-friendly format. Carol recently co-authored a blog post looking at how compliant both hospitals and health insurers were with posting their prices last year and what it means for the healthcare industry moving forward. Here's our conversation. So Carol, let's look at 2023 compared to 2022. What sort of progress have hospitals made in complying with price transparency regulations? 2023 was what I would consider a pretty pivotal year in price transparency. Granted, we've only been around really since 2021, but there was a number of things I think that had a huge impact on the hospital machine-readable files. The first of which was we heard from CMS for the first time really in an official way between a health affairs article that specifically referenced their compliance efforts and gave statistics. They cited, I I believe, a 70% uh, number in terms of hospital compliance, but they also, in tandem with that, ramped up the number of civil monetary penalties that they issued. So in 2022, I think hospitals were kind of dipping their toes in the water They wanted to be compliant. They were coming off the heels of COVID-19, and so they made some best efforts. But in 2023, when they saw CMS was really putting their money where their mouth was in terms of holding providers accountable to the quality and completeness of those files in the increase of the number of hospitals with those fines, I think that also pushed the data to a better state. All right, big picture wise, just how compliant are hospitals overall with these price transparency regulations? Yeah, I think the compliance number continues to go up. We internally measure completeness of machine readable files, but we like to remind anybody in the industry, it's really only CMS who can give official compliance statistics as as the purveyor of compliance. Um, And so we look to them and their guidance on what the numbers generally are. I expect with the upcoming 2024 OPPS final rule that has a series of requirement dates, one a couple days ago on January 1st, one in the middle of the year on July 1st, and then another upcoming in 2025, I believe CMS will be a lot more vocal this year in terms of giving those compliance statistics because a lot of the changes that are coming help streamline their compliance efforts from an assessment perspective. So hospitals are more compliant overall, but on what fronts are hospitals still maybe missing the mark? And why might hospitals still be lagging? Yeah, when CMS issues civil monetary penalties, they include some rationale in the letters that they include 
um, it, it, on their public facing website. One change that's coming this year is in addition to just the handful of hospitals who've received those fines, CMS is also committed to publishing information around warning notifications or notifications for lack of compliance for, uh, I would say, what they would consider to be fixable or smaller instances. And that, I think, will be the clarity and key to answering your question, whether it's naming convention um, updates that need to be made, whether it's confirmation that the files are located in the correct place on the website, whether it's an understanding of each hospital within a health system is appropriately identified within the machine-readable files, whether it's uh, the fact that cash prices are listed along with the CDM list price, along with the payer negotiated rates, you know, every different unique requirement within that standard charge definition. I think we'll get a lot more insight into those areas of focus when CMS publishes just the information in the warning letters and not only the fines. All right, let's look at payers because they're also required to post their price data. What did we see from health insurers in 2023? Payers were much quicker to post their files. Now, uh, hospital files came onto the scene on January 1st in 2021. Payer files then joined the party on July 1st of 2022. They were much quicker than payers to post those files. And in 2023, we continued to see more files come on the scene. But I would say for payer files specifically, 2023 was characterized by an ability to Parse, download and parse those files because payers were not limited to only hospital-based items and services. They were required to include all items and services, which included non-hospital entities. Think your freestanding ASCs, imaging centers, labs, things like that. Uh, the number of rates they posted increased significantly from the number of rates hospitals posted. So 2023 in the payer data, I would say, was largely qualified by going from, while well, the data set is massive to the data set is now usable despite its size. I think we saw that transition from whether or not there was anything that could be gleaned from such a large file to confidence that despite its size, there was a lot of useful information. We saw payers using that type of data. We saw hospitals using payer data as well. From Turquoise's perspective, how are health insurers complying overall? Uh, they're doing well, but obviously they're not at 100%. So how can they get up to snuff? Providers really got up to snuff when the compliance numbers from CMS started increasing and they realized CMS was paying attention to the files. What differs there with payers is trans the transparency and coverage final rule, which goes over the payer machine readable file requirements takes a different approach to who owns compliance and enforcement of those files. It differs, but largely falls to specific states. So I think similar to hospitals, where we will see improvement from payer data files, whether it's eliminating potential duplicate rows or including, or rather excluding clinically implausible rates, will be when they are also held accountable to the information that's in those files. So empowering states to understand what it means to vet payer files, look for any areas for improvement, and then enforce those improvements. That's where I see uh, 2024 really pointing for payer files and improving the quality um, in a similar line, right, that hospitals fall in line, uh, we expect to see payers fall in line. 
There has been a fair amount of progress made by hospitals and payers on the price transparency front. But this wasn't self-motivated. Hospitals have been required to post their prices since 2021, and insurers have been required to do so since 2022. You've alluded to other regulations on the horizon. So what will you be watching for in 2024? Towards the end of 2023, there were what I would say two pivotal moments. There was a new OPPS uh, hospital final rule that took a lot of the efforts that were laid in the original hospital final rule and really improves them. It bolsters them. It acknowledges that perhaps this um, sort of choose your own adventure first final rule that doesn't require any sort of standardization with the file publication is hurting the industry's ability to consolidate a lot of the data that's available. So there are requirements around standardized schemas for hospitals, and there's additional clarification around what exactly the rate types are that are included in these machine-readable files. Are they dollar values? Are they calculated as an algorithm? Are they per diems, case rates, fee schedules, really building to this world of where there's an apples to apples comparison between the hospital files and the payer files. And then last but not least, all of this sort of coalesced into the Lower Costs, More Transparency Act, which was last year passed at the very end of the year, it came down to the water, uh, but um, it passed the House of Representatives and is now uh, waiting for a Senate vote in uh, hopefully 2024. And what that is doing is taking essentially all of what we've talked about and codifying it into one law with the goal of consolidating a bunch of these requirements into one, you know, requ one requirement to rule them all if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, and um, also bring a couple of other non-hospital entities into these machine-readable file requirements. So. All of that says to Turquoise and to anyone, I think, in the industry paying attention that price transparency is here. The data is useful in getting patients the information that they need. There's work to be done to improve it, but it is largely bipartisan uh, supported issue. We've talked about um, a lot of polls that ask patients as consumers if, if they are for price transparency, the, the results are almost off the charts, unheard of, greater than 90%. Yeah, and the poll you're referring to is a recent Marist poll that found that regardless of the respondent's age, race, or even political party affiliation, 94% were in favor of price transparency, which to have almost consensus on a particular issue feels really rare. When we see polls like this from the general public, are we seeing a sea change here that patients will now expect and demand these prices be available to them as they receive care? What are your thoughts on this? I think we will reach a tipping point where patients can expect to receive estimates and they can expect those estimates to be accurate. And when we hit that pivotal moment, it would be nigh impossible to go back to where it was before. Now, where I think the work done to get to that point is having an understanding that the expectation is not that patients are downloading these machine-readable files for themselves and ascertaining you know, what their cost-sharing percentage portion would be based on a negotiated rate, but really utilizing this machine-readable file price transparency data in care navigation tools 
or in patient estimate software, taking the data and making it scalable with an understanding of what it is that patients are going to be shopping for, how to factor in their specific insurance plans. That I think is the tipping point of where then patients do feel empowered to say, I got an estimate of X amount from one provider. I got an estimate of Y amount from another provider. The patients are then given the power of choice. Do I drive the extra five miles? What about the quality of this provider? You know, they're able to factor in all these other components of care that are important to them that they just couldn't factor in before because it's been a black box or a question mark, or they just sort of assume, unfortunately, that whatever the amount is, is going to be more than they were expecting. That's the world that I think we won't be able to accept. That was Carol Skeens, Principal Strategist at Turquoise Health. She joined me to talk about the current state of healthcare price transparency. This has been Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with healthcare business and policy news, as always, in 10 minutes or less. In the meantime, you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Just Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Just Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.